In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Welcome back to another episode of Betches Brides. I'm your host, Fallon Carter. And now let's meet our real Betches Bride for the week. She is an actual Betches Bride fan who is actively planning her wedding. It's my goal to help guide them through the process with practical tips and expert insights. I would love everyone to give a warm welcome to Lynette Dooley. Lovely to have you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy to be here. (laughs) Tell me a little bit more about what you're planning. Um, so me and as many as my friends and family are going to go down to Costa Rica for about four days at an all-inclusive resort and on the beach and try to live it up and enjoy our time. Amen. So you guys have an on-site coordinator. Did you work with a travel agent at all to help with the planning? Yes, we have a travel agent that is for like the room bookings. Um, she handles like payment plans and, and that side and you know, traveled from the airport to the resort. And then um, at the resort itself, I have an on-site coordinator that handles like what flowers and my table settings and all that. Perfect. Perfect. Are there any tips or tricks you'd give? Because doing a destination wedding and getting a whole bunch of your family to some of them, maybe even to get their passports, to get themselves organized, to go to a place like Costa Rica, which is a little off the beaten path, how did you talk them into it? And how did this travel agent help you? So like for people like my own mother, who's never been out of the country uh, and had no desire to go out of the country. It's been interesting. <laughs> but I think after, especially after the pandemic, everyone's looking for an excuse to travel and get out and even just be together. So we didn't have that hard of a time getting people to commit <laughs> to this, to, to those that could at least. But when it comes to choosing a travel agent, um, my biggest, if I can promote to other brides going to do this in the future, especially at a place that is in a different time zone, take your time and reach out to several travel agents. They are there to help you, but don't just sign up for the first one you see, because they all have different like packages and promos and they're, they're competing for your business too. And with a travel agent, you're not actually paying the travel agent. They get paid off the commission. So yeah. talk to me about how, like, did you send the travel agent details to your guests? Like, how did you kind of get the details to them to start setting up their pay arrangements and understanding that? So obviously our wedding is five five twenty three. I think we committed and signed our contract with the resort and our travel agent in February of March or last year. And I, as quickly as possible, got our save the dates out. And on there is where I put our travel agent's information, her phone number, her email, and links to the website for them to book through her. Perfect. That's amazing. And just for those listening out there, I always suggest have your ducks in a row, like all of your events and everything, all of the hotel block information, so that when you're sending those save the dates out, folks can actually RSVP and you can get a better understanding of who's coming and even who's not coming sooner than later, um, which is extremely helpful. So those websites are a great hub. 
Did you run into any issues or did your guest list kind of change drastically once you told them it's all like, hey, we're going to Costa Rica, guys? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I thought we were going to have like, I have a large family, so like 35 people, but we're having about 50, which is awesome. <gasps> now you, you really like see who comes out of the woodwork and is just so excited to celebrate with you, which is so fun. But when we also had friends that also got engaged, we had a pretty long engagement during our engagement. And now they are having to come to us and be like, sorry, we can't go, but you know, we'll, we'll get through it. It's going to be fantastic. And I know they love us anyway. Amen. I love that. (laughs) So how many events are you having throughout the weekend? So my fiance and I are going a little early. We're getting there Monday and Tuesday, Mm. him and I are having our meeting with the coordinator and ironing everything out. That's Tuesday. Wednesday, we're having like a welcome party, private bar, you know, snacks um, before everyone's dinner. Because a lot of these people haven't met. Like our families haven't really ever met. Our friends from college have never really met our friends from home. So kind of get everyone to mingle before a week together. Okay. (laughs) And, And then Thursday is a rehearsal. It's a little strange because, I mean, the resort does do so many weddings. Our rehearsal walkthrough is at 11 o'clock in the morning, but then our dinner is at six o'clock at night. So that's different. (laughs) And then the wedding is on Friday. So it's a jam-packed week of fun. I love a destination wedding that has the wedding on a Friday. So that way I can have, as a guest perspective, when I plan (laughs) them, I love them too, because then I know I'm breaking down on Saturday. But you have Saturday and Sunday to let your guests really explore the island or really kind of hang by the beach, cure that hangover, do what they want to do. Is that what you had in mind when you picked a Friday wedding? Or Yeah, that is what I had in mind. We have some people that are leaving Saturday, some that are leaving Sunday. We have some that are coming a week early just to like get to know the country, which is really cool. Yeah. That we're changing resorts after that, though. Oh, are you going to stay in Costa Rica? Yeah, we're staying in Costa Rica. We're going inland to to like a volcano for the honeymoon. Wow. All right, cool. I also love that you're doing, you're going in earlier. I think some of our couples go the same time their guests go. And I think you really want to like download, just catch your breath really quickly before all of your family comes. So that was a good call to just go a little bit earlier for sure. Yeah. Well, I also want to relax. And I feel like as soon as they get there, we're just going to be entertaining or I'm going to be in my makeup trial. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to get any time to just sit there and like read a book and have a drink, <laughs> which is all I, I want. This, which is all you want. And that's why you pick a destination wedding so you mm-hmm. can do all of those things and then your family can do the same. All right. One of the things that you're working through right now is sending invites. And you said you're being held up because you haven't finalized a menu. Tell me a little bit more about what's happening here. So just because there are so many weddings that there's, I want to say three to five coordinators at the resort and they each have like a wedding or more every week, which is a lot of work for them. But on my side, I just, (laughs) I need to finalize everything. Uh, such as my menus, so I can get my invitations out to those kind of those that I know that are going and those stragglers. So then I can get I need to know what everyone's going to eat for the plated menu, and and it's causing some stress. Mm. <laughs> but I'm trying to trust the process. I dig that, and I as an event professional, we we love you for trusting us. But at the same time, we know you need some answers. Yes. So is it the vent the venue has menus that you select from or haven't you done a tasting or tell me more about you're just waiting to hear from them? (laughs) Yeah. So I got assigned my coordinator 
right after Christmas, like the first week of January, I guess. Um, and she sends you like a, a package, a PDF, probably 10, 12 pages long of all the menus and all the options for a cocktail hour, you know, table settings, um, what color the napkins will be, things like that. And you just go through it and you tell, I'm making like a presentation of this is how I want it to look with the flowers. And this is what, you know, for each event, these are the cocktails that I want and what napkin colors are. And I send that over to her and she's supposed to confirm it and send it back with a budget spreadsheet Mm. and tells me how much I owe. (laughs) Okay. All right. So when that, when that comes through, then I can send invitations with asking people, do you want the surf and turf or do you want the vegetarian? Uh, Okay. So you're waiting on the venue to do that and you've reached out to them and you've told them, Hey, have you, have you pinged them again? Like I can't send. Yes. (laughs) And I can't get you any numbers until, and they Mm -hmm. not responded. So in like our contract that we signed over a year ago and basically now says that you will be assigned this coordinator six months before your wedding. Well, I was assigned this coordinator four months before my wedding. Mm. And now we're kind of, we're kind of getting down to the wire here. So I, I need to get these invitations out by the end of this month in order to give anyone a last chance or yeah. get me a response of what they want. Yeah. Yeah. Have you um, called the venue? I have not. I've only emailed the two different uh, coordinators that I have had contact with just because mm. I'm also concerned with the international cost of that. Um, I'm trying to set up a Zoom call with them. My suggestion on this is I always call and I try in either WhatsApp or if I see someone's number in a signature, I will call every single number I can find to try and track yeah. someone down. Also, your day of coordinator. Your day of coordinator is the same person that's at the hotel? Correct. Yes. Yeah. Another suggestion, and I don't know if you're working with yeah. any other vendors, but sometimes if there's other vendors that you're working with outside of the hotel, I even try and reach out to them because they generally have their own relationships with yeah. the hotel. And I'm like, hey, can you run over there and ask them to call me back because I need to hear from them. Yeah. But initially call, get them, and then just keep bombarding them with email so you'll be top of their inbox as much as you can. I hate to tell you that, but that's the best you're going to get. Or at the end of the day, put the options you want on your wedding website Mm -hmm. and let the people just choose their adventure and let her know that you've already sent them out. You were waiting. They were Mm -hmm. already two months behind anyway. So they can't fault you. And if there's any additional expense, it's on them. So you can quote me. (laughs) Okay. Balance said. Like, like, girl, do not play with my money or my time. Those are not things you do. Like, Exactly. Talk to me a little bit more about where you're getting married physically, because I know with a destination wedding, are you getting married in Costa Rica or are you having like a symbolic moment and you're physically getting married in the state where you live? Yeah, uh, we are doing a symbolic wedding, which isn't okay. a lot. Like, people don't think about it. They're like A lot of our guests haven't asked that question. Um, they won't. So it is a symbolic <laughs> wedding. Uh, we will be getting married here in the great state of New Jersey. Um, <laughs> yes, but, but that's to be ironed out for sure. Okay. And I guess pro tip here is if you are planning a destination wedding, and even if you're just planning a wedding, I think a lot of people forget to actually go through the process of getting married. So make sure you're getting, also getting a marriage license since COVID has, there's been backlogs. It's been taking some time to get an appointment. So make sure you're doing your due diligence on understanding where you should be getting married so you can actually track down your paperwork. 
it's better to do it at home is our suggestion. Have that symbolic, lovely wedding. And I'm assuming the person who's marrying you, is he bilingual? Um, so it's it's <laughs> one of our friends doing it for the symbolic wedding. Okay. It's just one of our friends doing it. Just okay. we, yeah, we the symbolic wedding just makes sense to me, and I'm assuming a lot of other brides, just because I've heard there's nightmares when you're getting back to the states, and sometimes the paperwork doesn't line up, and you need to get, and you know you're trying to change your name or trying to get a new passport, and that you know the process with that can already be difficult. Why why muddy those waters even more? A hundred percent. And another pro tip here, if you're not doing a destination wedding, make and and your friend who's officiating your wedding is actually marrying you, make sure they've gone through all the hoops and hurdles to be identified as a proper officiant to sign your paperwork that will be recognized by the state. (laughs) So just a little bit of important. Yeah, exactly. So let's um, just give them all their tips. Moving on to your next problem at hand. So you've called the venue. You've yelled at them a little bit. You told them about yourself. You've put your stake in the ground. They got your menus back. But now we need to identify where people sitting. Yes. Hmm. We got a variety of people, like some of our crazy friends from college to, you know, my fiance's 90-year-old grandmother. Like, it's going to be it's gonna be a little tricky getting people lined up. I have a couple friends from work even who are flying down to come. So trying to figure out how to see everyone when you have such a variety of personalities. I mean, I know that's every wedding, but we only have five tables, five tables. Oh, okay. And you're grouping them in like sets of, I always say group them in sets of like eight, 10 and 12. Yeah, eight to 10, eight to 10. Which works out great because I, I have 10 core family members coming. So there's one table done. But then when it comes to his family, it's like five. So I can't put more of some of our more rowdy friends with, you know, his <laughs> much more quiet and subdued mother. That would mm-hmm. be it'd be entertaining. But <laughs> also consider maybe mixing the family so they actually get to know each other during the dinner. So it's maybe take your your top family table and take his five table family and just mix them all up and then make them two equal tables mm-hmm. of 10 or eight. Also, I would say don't overthink it too much. I think there is a science to people who are good at matching relationship wise, like who are really good at that. And if you're not, don't stress yourself. So yeah. <laughs> even though I have a feeling your 90 year old grandma is like going to be a winner winner at any table yeah. you pick. Is she saucy? Oh, she can be. Yeah, I know. It's always the grandmas that always carry carry it home. Also thinking out loud, I guess I always say just suggest grouping people generally that you think would fit. And they're only sitting down for sometimes an hour. Exactly. Hour and a half. So Yeah, I don't want that. I want them to get up and boogie. I'm not there There to sit. We're not here to sit. No. So <laughs> we have a sweetheart table. So at the end of the day, it's not really my problem. It isn't. It is. <laughs> I think you're I think you're good. I think put the people that are good at drinking, put them close to the bar. Yeah. Put the yes. people that are great at eating, put them close to the food. It's all about location. If the people mm-hmm. want to Irish exit, put those people closest to the door or the music. You got this. I think you're yeah. in a good spot. <laughs> 
Yeah, it'll work itself out. We do have like some people who have reached out and are like, oh, I don't want to sit next to so-and-so or don't put, you know, cousin who who's is at my table. And it's like, mm. sorry, like we only have five tables to work with. So it's happening. Gonna, it's happening. You're going to have to suck no. it up. It's one <laughs> day of our lives. This party is not for you. Last time I checked, this party is for me. Hey, I put that on a shirt. I think it's also <laughs> important to let people know it's we're all family here. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, we're, you're here to support me. So put your best self and your best face on and let's yeah. do this. So smile through it. If you think some people will get a little saucy t- next to each other and you want to omit that, then just th- let them be the last people you place and then drop them at whatever open seats are there. And since they were the ones that kicked and screamed, whoever they're sitting next to, God bless them. So yeah. <laughs> beautiful. But yeah, prioritize the people that mean the most to you. Make sure they're closest to you is always a general tip. Definitely put your rowdy friends together. I always say that. (laughs) But also try and mix a couple of rowdy people with some introvert people. So that way they help bring out the extrovert in those introverts. So try and mix it up. Don't just always stick to what you know, folks. Like this is a wedding. They're only going to be sitting down for dinner for an hour and a half. But that leads me to always check with your venue and your food service team to identify exactly how long that food service is just so you can make sure. When you're doing destination weddings, sometimes like Europe venues, they run long two, two and a half hour dinners because their style of eating is so lengthy. Us New Yorker style folks, we like to eat in about 20 minutes. So choose your adventure when working on identifying how long people will sit down. So another quick question. We've got people sitting down in a great place. We now know what their food is, thank the Lord. And (laughs) we're going to figure out now how to put what you're packing in a carry-on. Talk to me about what are you taking to this wedding? Um, I have a wedding dress. I have several (laughs) bikinis. I have a rehearsal dinner dress that I'm very committed to. Um, Okay. uh, We're having that welcome party. That welcome party is like Hawaiian tropical print theme. I just want to have a little fun with it. So I got a big dress for that too. And then of course, like all my jewelry and then the, the little, the little things for the photographer to take pictures of. Mm-hmm. We got shoes. some custom sign Oh yeah. Lots, lots of shoes. There couple we go. Couple purses. All right. Um, some custom Hats. signage. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Probably custom. sunscreen. <laughs> so I'm trying to decide the things I can't live without, like my dress I'm going to put in or dresses in this case. I'm going to put in my carry on and then like if the things that can go in my regular suitcase, it's checked bag. What can I live without? God forbid the airline loses it for a day or five. Mm-hmm. Good call. So that's been interesting. Have you also thought about leaning on some friends who can also take carry ons for you? Yes. I actually have a couple of friends that have a like or, you know, gold united or whatever. Uh, and they're going to put some signage and some of the accessories in their bag because they get an okay. extra free checked bag or, and things Perfect. like that. I think that's a good call. And your dress, you don't really have to worry about. I, I always give it to the first class person and they will hang it up in the closet. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can even store it in the overhead bin. Sometimes I'm carrying a big hat when I'm going to the beach. So I wait till everyone puts all their bags up and then I slide that hat right on top. So I would say your dress, you don't have to pack it in a suitcase. I would definitely carry her on. Um, and that might leave a little bit more space for all your stuff. Also, there are some luggage shipping services that you can look into where they'll ship what you want. And you can they do it internationally. 
And the greatest thing, they unpack it and hang it in the closet for you. So when you arrive, it's already, this is like super sexy to me. That is like, yeah. just kiss me in the face. That's beautiful. Um, but you, you'll have to have everything kind of ready to go a week in advance. So it has the time to ship and get there. So I would look into some luggage services if you're down for that. But I understand shipping does scare people, especially if you're like, what if they lose my checked bag? Um, I would definitely say lean on some friends like you're already doing, seeing who can take what. And really, yeah, I would say try and ship something if you can. But it sounds like you're on your way with yeah. what can't you live without? <laughs> Destination weddings are hard. I mean, I, this is why it's hard for me. It's like I'm having to give up so much control, which is awesome because mm. in theory I'm doing less. But when yeah. it comes down to like the details like that, the things I can't live without, I'm holding them, I'm holding them close. Yep. You're getting very Marie Kondo. Like what brings me joy here? Yes. Uh, <laughs> what brings me joy is a very expensive dress. <laughs> and, and all of your dresses are bringing me joy. Yes. I can't wait to see all of your looks, all of your shoes, the jewels, the bags, the hats. Ow. But speaking about more things that are bringing you joy, you still are deciding on if you should do mother of the bride, mother of the groom gifts. Is that still in? Is that a thing? That's is it still question. a thing? Especially like, am I supposed to ship this down? Like, like you're saying, am I shipping this down there? Am I putting it in my friend's carry on luggage? Like, yeah. Are these family gifts still a thing? I'm doing like small gifts for the bridal party, but I don't, I don't know. I think it's in. You think it's in? I mean, they birthed you, yo. Like, (sighs) yes. Like, and don't, don't overthink it. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be wild. And you can probably give it to them prior to, if you're Mm -hmm. worried about size. So maybe have like a special moment, like the night before you fly out, have it at the house. Like, Hey, well, I'm assuming that they live close to you. If they don't, then maybe ship it to them and say, Hey, I'd love for you to wear this on the day. But like my sister gave my mom a monogrammed handkerchief on her wedding day. And my mom still cherishes and loves that thing. So it doesn't have to be, you know this big thing from Cartier or Tiffany's or whatever it well, might be good. like. <laughs> More of an Etsy gal myself. Okay. But... Yeah, like, you don't have to take a big old box of something or even consider um, something that might be on the island since you're going to be there earlier, mm-hmm. a little trinket that maybe you could get on the island at the gift shop. Or if maybe one of your wedding coordinators ever responds to you, you can ask yeah. them if there's a local. <laughs> like, I wouldn't overdo it. And if you want to bring them something back, maybe after you go to that volcano place, because mm-hmm. that's a term, um, maybe you could find a trinket for them <laughs> and bring it home and give them a gift after the event. Yeah. The place, you know, something to remember it. The place yeah. by too. That sounds nice. Also, I think for gifts like this, you can do after the you get the pictures back from the wedding. You can give yeah. them maybe a picture of the both of you together. I think that's a great gift for all. A picture of me. Definitely. Sold. Perfect. I, I say add it to the shot list and you yeah. don't have to pack nothing. There you go. Get a nice frame. And- there, yeah, that's a great idea. Because especially I'm, I have a lot of siblings. So like, yeah, I'm, I'll get mom something, but then they would want all, you know. So oh. yeah. Where do you cut everything off? Just focus on the mommies. Yeah. Focus on the mommies. <laughs> just focus on the mommies. Or just your mom. Yeah. The moms or the dads or whatever. But I would say mm-hmm. the woman that birthed you and the mom, the mother that birthed your fiance, you guys are here because of them. Mm-hmm. Drop them a little something in the chat. A little so. extra. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're about to wrap this thing up, but I have one more question for you. You had a few if you were able to do things over what you would do. And I read through some of them like you would elope. Yeah, I would. 
(laughs) (laughs) But you're going to have a wedding. It's going to be awesome. And another thing is you would have gotten into Facebook groups sooner. Tell me about some of these Facebook groups and what you, how they were a resource for you. Um, So after a couple months of working with my travel agent, she had another bride who was getting married at the same resort. And she mentioned that there is a Facebook group for brides and grooms for my exact resort. And it has been nothing but an amazing resource when it comes to like how I'm choosing flowers and colors and locations even for these events throughout the week. I've been just stealing their pictures and putting them in, on Pinterest. And now I'm, mm. that's how I'm able to convey my, my image for this event to my coordinator if and when she gets back to me. So, which is awesome. And also like to be able to ask like, Hey, did you guys have these, uh, these th- uh, cocktails at cocktail hour or these snacks? And you know, where'd you guys meet up afterwards? Mm. Asking other brides who have done this exact process has been great. That's eased my mind. Amazing. That is so good. So you don't think you can drop into that Facebook group and say, does anybody have a number of old girl at the venue because she's not answering? (laughs) I probably should do that. I I would lean and see if anyone has her WhatsApp and I would chirp, chirp her so quickly. Um, (laughs) I really wish I would have found it sooner. Were you only in that Facebook group or did you find any other ones? I'm only in that one right now, but I'm, I'm even, I'm not even there yet. And I'm able to help other brides, you know, mm. they, they'll ask like, oh, are you using this travel agent or this company? And I can be like, yes, use them or don't. Or so I'm, I'm hoping to stay in the group even afterwards to help other brides like me. Oh my God, that's awesome. All right. Pro tip. If you don't have, if you're not a part of a Facebook group, maybe you should start one. If you're doing a wedding in an off the cuff place. And you'd love for people to know about your experience, consider starting a Facebook group or join one if you need more help. That's, I love that. Like, I, I'm so excited about that. I think that's gonna help a lot of people listening. And now it's time to ask our expert. Each episode, we'll be inviting wedding experts and insiders into the podcast to dig deeper into our bride's biggest problem areas. Today, we are joined by Coley Christensen, CEO of the personalized name change kit company, newly named. Welcome, Coley. Thank you so much for having me. We have so many questions, honey. You have no idea. (laughs) Um, This is a very interesting company. I I have so many questions about how you got this started, but I think Lynette has deeper questions about how (laughs) and why she should change her name. But yeah. I would say, um, let's kick off with what should we know first or what's the, I guess, how do we even start this process? What do we need to know? All the things like, tell me, what do we start with? Yeah. So really um, to change your name after marriage, you, um, you just need a marriage certificate. So a marriage license and a certificate are actually two separate things. You get your license before you actually get married. And then your certificate will come in the mail after you get married. So it's something you sign on your wedding day, your license you sign on your wedding day, and then you get your certificate later. And your certificate is what you need then. It's your name change document that you will use throughout the entire process of your name change. So first, I mean, you need to decide if you're going to change your name at all. And then what you want to change your, you know, your name to, because there's actually a lot more options probably than most people think for changing Mm -hmm. your your last name, um, which we can get into. Um, 
But then starting from there, it's really, I mean, obviously that's why we um, have, you know, the newly named kit because you give us some information about yourself and um, your name change and fill out some information. And then we pre-populate these documents for you, but essentially it's um, your social security, your driver's license, your passport, voter registration, all of your state and federal forms, um, and then sort of everything else you've ever signed up for in your life. So think about like your banks and credit cards, um, your travel rewards, your professional licenses, if you're a nurse, um, uh, your Netflix, your Target Red Card, and um, there's probably 20 to 30 different places, but really it's important to start. Yes, I know. I did not know this um, when I started my name change nine years ago. And um, I mean, I took off like a day of work and it ended up being like days, weeks, just trying to figure out where to start with it and then what to do first. And, and also questioning the whole time, like, are these the right forms? Am I doing this right? Should I have done this mm. before this? Um, and, and there's still, I, I still have things that have my maiden name on them. Like I have an email address and just some odds and ends that I'm like, you know what? I just, I can't be bothered with this anymore. Like I'm done. <laughs> so Wow. So what would you say are some of the pros and the cons of changing your last name? Because that sounds like a lengthy process, but is it worth it? (laughs) Tell us. Yeah. And if you, I mean, if you want to, if you want to change your name, like absolutely. It's, that's why we try to make it, you know, an easier process. Um, But there's a lot of things to think about. Um, You know, if you have an emotional connection to your last name, um, if there is, you know, uh, family, you know, ties there that you don't want to um, lose when you get married and change your name. That might be a reason not to change your name or to talk to your, you know, your spouse, or your partner about like what options there could be. I guess there are op- more options than just changing your last name to your partner's. You could hyphenate your last name. You could actually keep your maiden name and move it to your middle name. You could um, take on, you know, or you could take on a hyphenated name with your, with your spouse, you could um, combine two last names, they could take your last name. So there's, there's a lot more options than just, you know, taking your, your spouse's name, but it really is something to talk about, I guess, with your spouse. And also, if you plan on having a family, then, you know, you want your kids to, or if, you know, if you want your kids to have the same last name as, as you and your spouse, that's something to think about as well. The cons would be, <laughs> it does still take, you know, some time, to make that change. But, but really, I mean, if you, if you want to change it, I would say it, it's absolutely worth it. So. love Lynette, what are you thinking when it comes to name change and where are you sitting on the, the situation? So I don't have any major attachment to my last name. And I, I think I do. I really think I do. I'm going to change it. But like, like you said, like, that's not, I can't just take a day or two off work and just crush all these things out. Cause I didn't even think about my Target red card. <laughs> like, Priorities. Yeah, there's, a lot, there's a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. And and we already own a home together. So like what happens to our mortgage? Do I have yeah. to do stuff with that? Like Yeah, there's a lot of things to think about. And if and I mean if you don't have emotional, you know, ties or, you know, connection to your last name, then it you know, it sounds like it could be something that you might want to figure out. Um and I think more and more, like I had mentioned with the hyphenated name change, I think. Uh, more and more couples these days are just figuring out what works for them instead of just, you know, the traditional, you know, way of doing things. So, and I think it's really cool. We see it all the time. So then you're not, you feel like you're not losing, you know, your identity either, or, you know, let's say like at work when you change your last name or in certain, you know, documents or, you know, social accounts or whatever it be, if, you know, all of a sudden your name is something different and someone's like, who's this person, you know, then you could also have, you know, both names in there. So, but I did see you were from New Jersey. 
And there's a bit of a nuance if you were to go one of the options, which we can talk about later too. But if you wanted to move your maiden name to your middle name and take on your spouse's last name, there is a bit of a workaround there because New Jersey does not allow that. But we figured out a workaround because you can't change your driver's license from a marriage certificate. But if you change your passport first, then you can use that as your document, yes, to present at the DMV. So (laughs) I love a loophole. So depending on the state you live in, it'll have a different situation happening on what you, how you can change your last name. There can be, yes. There can be some of those nuances, yeah. And for the most part, I mean, they're all generally, you know, the same. But um, California, for example, is also the only state that allows you to create a new last name. Just a brand new name out of... Yeah, let's say it was Paulson (laughs) Christensen. Yeah, exactly. Let's say it was Paulson (laughs) Christensen and you want to make it Paulstonson, right? Like, I mean, make up a name like... So yeah, there's, there's rules behind it for sure. Oh. Yep. So you can get <laughs> you can get into all the, so the details Hollywood. and options of it. Mm-hmm. That me- makes me, and this is going down a rabbit hole, but then I would get married in the state where I could do that. Do you have to lit? Can you get, depending on where you get married and your license or your certificates registered in that state, but you may live in a different state? Does that impact things in a yeah, weird way? Yeah, no? that could get into other, Sorry, you know, okay. <laughs> <laughs> other nuances as well. But for you, I mean, getting married in Costa Rica and living in New Jersey, that that's okay. I mean, that you just need to um, get your uh, license. She's getting married in New Jersey. Like, oh, you are? Okay, gotcha. The, like, yeah, because I was like, we're not working with the okay. Costa Rica government on trying to track down your paperwork. Don't so. worry about it. And you know what? And I'll just say right now, we are happy to give you a newly named box <laughs> to help you with all this, Lynette. <laughs> oh, I might need it. This yes. is wild. So talk about the start time of like, she's back from Costa Rica. She's had a lovely honeymoon. Does she have to start right away? Does You can do this whenever you want. Talk to me about kind of like when you should start. Yeah, it's really up to you uh, whenever you think, you know, you're ready. So your marriage certificate does not expire. And we actually have a lot of a lot of customers or a lot of people that are years into being married and they haven't started it yet because they've been, they, they don't want to start the process because they're so overwhelmed with it, right? They're like, I just, I can't do this. I can't deal with it. And finally, something's like, okay, we're traveling soon or like, you know, I need to, I need to finally make the change or we, we have kids or, you know, for some reason. So when, yeah, whenever the time is, is right for you and actually a lot of couples, you know, of course, like do things like, um, going on a honeymoon or buying a home or, you know, um, major milestones after a wedding. And so we recommend, you know, waiting on those things. Um, the one thing is, as long as your passport matches your boarding pass or your travel reservations, then you're fine. Um, so you could start the process, um, with social security, but yeah, we generally recommend just like go on your honeymoon, get back, and then start the process. So, and even you know, in the transition of moving, that's okay too. When you did the process, how long did it take you? Because you did it without a kid, <laughs> you yes. you didn't have your own kid. So, how long did it take you? Oh gosh, um, I think it took me. Well, to figure out. To, to start, it took me a couple <laughs> days or like to, okay. a couple weeks really to get an idea of like, okay, here's, you know, doing some research online, reading through some government websites, which are awful, by the way, just words and they words are. and words and yes, no direction, but probably like six months, I think it took me. Wow. So, and it's taking, yeah. And with the newly named, I mean, it takes a lot less also depending on, you know, how many places or you need to change your name, but uh, it took me a while. Yeah. 
And assuming each document has its own level of intensity, like let's say just off a budget and budget and time, which document should you prioritize? Because I'm also assuming it's probably going to be the one that takes the longest. But what's the most important one that can kind of snowball everything else? Social Security. And once you've changed your names with Social Security, your name is actually technically changed. But obviously, you'll want to match up the rest of the documents and make sure you're, you know, going in to make those changes. It's in the system is what I should say, right? Your your new name will be in the system, but you'll still need to make those changes on the other documents. It's just a way of like referencing like, okay, you started with Social Security. We can reference, you know, driver's license back to that or passport back to that. So you always want to start with Social Security. And then we recommend, um, you know, driver's license next, then passport, then you can move on to... Um, you know, voter registration, um, basically state and federal forms priority first. So that leads me to the question of, as someone who travels regularly, I change my social security and I finally get through that. And I decide Mm -hmm. I need a vacation after doing the whole process. But my passport hasn't changed yet. Can I still travel even though social security has my name as something new? I won't be trying to get back from Zimbabwe and they're like, I'm sorry, your name, your, who are you? There won't be any <laughs> issues, right? <laughs> yeah, you'll be fine. As long as a name on your passport that you have in hand matches and the boarding. your boarding pass and your, you know, your travel Ooh. reservations. So. <laughs> okay, cool. So are you in the middle start- of that process right now? <laughs> H- honey, no, I don't even have a man. I'm single as a dollar bill. So, um, <laughs> but I, I guess as a traveler, I've just always been interested in Will the Social Security flag someone to say, hey, this person's name is not in alignment with what their passport is? So once you get the Social Security done, you can kind of take your time getting the other things done in due time, for lack of better words. Yeah. And I mean, once you if you if you want to start with Social Security and then, you know, do your thing, come back to it. We just kind of recommend like if you're going to do it, just go for it. Right. Like if you're if you're planning a trip, just wait to start. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, and you'd be safe. Um, with your, you know, with your example, but you know, we are like, you know, if you're, if you're ready, just do it. Sometimes forms can change too, and they get updated and it's like, once you start the process, <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. We, uh, we look through those daily, um, any notifications or alerts that we get of any forms, you know, being updated, um, by, you know, state or federal, but I mean, once you start it, just roll down the line of everything. I just... I'm just thinking about like when I go to the DMV for like a normal thing, it takes me at least two tries. And yeah. now I'm expected to do that and change my name. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's such of a bear of a task. Yes. And I'm like, what will my email address be? Let alone what is, what will my name be? Mm-hmm. What a commitment. Sounds like a decision that really needs some time and consideration. Are there any like tips you'd give to help people try and make the decision on if this is right for them? Yeah. I mean, if you, you know, just sitting down, like I said, and talking to your partner and even just kind of listing out like options on paper, like, okay, I, you know, want to change my last name. You know, this feels like a, you know, a union of love and I want to, you know, have a, you know, a shared name. I would write down the different, you know, sort of the different options of, you know, Coley, Pulse, and Christensen, or Coley, um, 
joy, pulse, whatever, you know, whatever it be. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and a good, actually a good thing with writing those out too. I don't know how long your name is just to see like how, yep. if you were to make, you know, like sort of a longer, <laughs> like a hyphenated name, like, yep. um, how difficult that might be on different documents, you know, in the mm-hmm. future, if it might get, you know, too what your monogram <laughs> looks like. I'm all, like, yeah, I, yeah, like yeah. when I meet a guy, I'm like, what's your monogram going to look like with my name? Like I'm already thinking of the wedding stationery a little bit. So yeah. I think a monogram. Is it balanced? Wants- <laughs> it needs to stay yeah. balanced. It, are the letters, I call them crunchy letters or soft letters, yeah. like W's <laughs> or crunchy letters. Like yeah. how does this all work together? Okay, so you want to think about this. I, I guess I'm. that's what I'm hearing from you. Think about this before you jump into it. And it should be a decision you're in love with. The same with the partner that you're switching your name to or hyphenating with or whatever. If you're going to California and making up a whole new name, it's going to be awesome. And future things too, right? Like what, um, if you want to be called by your new last name, or like again, back to like, if you plan on having a family, you know, like having, if your children are going to have, you know, your shared name, right. Or if they're, and and that's, you know, we see customers, like I had mentioned before to start the process because they're like, well, we've got kids now, we've got two different last names and we want to have a shared name. And so, you know. Easy peasy. Yeah. So. Tell us a little bit more about how your kit works and what you do and and how do you make it easy for everyone? Yeah. So um, just by talking through this now, I can tell, you know, we talked about how complicated this whole process can be. <laughs> and um, I mean, this company was born out of that frustration that I had nine years ago when I got married and just not knowing where to start, um, trying to figure out you know, what documents to fill out, what order to fill them out in and everything. And it's, you, you know, you want to make sure you do it correctly too. Cause if you mess something mm. up, then it could mess the whole process up or you'd have to go back. And so what we do, <laughs> yes, exactly. So <laughs> what we do is basically you give us, um, some information. So you go to our website, newlyname.com and you'd fill out just, I mean, just basic personal info, you know, first name, last name, um, your address, do you have a passport right now or not? Um, your shipping address, And we don't collect sensitive information like social security or passport, because we know that these kits go, you know, through the mail where we Mm -hmm. wouldn't want to collect that. But we do give you specific, like step one, two, three, fill out these exact, you know, fields. Um, Because if you've ever done, you know, your taxes before, you're just giving blank docs and not (laughs) not knowing what fields to fill out on what pages, like I cannot be bothered with that, right? So you fill out some information on our website um, and you go through, it's a three-step process. Once you select your kit, fill out some info, um, select your personal account. So like I had said earlier, anything you've signed up for, Target Red Card, Amazon, like I said, banks, credit cards, travel rewards, global entry, mm. TSA Pre, oh um, Hilton Honors, uh, Chase, Vanguard. I mean, all that stuff, right? We've got okay. close to 3,000 companies, I think, in our account now. Um so yeah, a lot of people select like between 20 and 40. Um, and then later on, sometimes okay. they'll even come back into their account and add more. But anyway, so you review that info, submit it. Um, our team gets that info and we start, our, our system actually pre-populates all of your forms with that info as much as we collect, right? Like as much as we can yeah. fill out for you. So we'll, re- we'll pre-populate those forms for you. And then our team will um, put together your specific um, curated kit and send it to you with the checklist. So in the mail, you'll get this box that has a folder in it that has a checklist on the front page with everything in the same order, social security, driver's license, passport, voter registration, all of that down to your personal accounts. And um, you follow the checklist. So starting with actually getting your marriage certificate is the first step, right? So once you have that marriage certificate in your hand, that is your 
um, name, cha- name change document that you'll use throughout the entire process. So that'll be referenced on all of these things, right? So that the government can say, this is you, this is your certificate yeah. of this um, marriage actually happening, right? So it can reference your name. And so then you'll just kind of go through the process. So then starting with social security, we'll, you know, tell you on that page, like fill out field A with, you know, your social security number. Fill mm. Then step two, fill this out, then decide, you know, are you going to go in person or mail it in on some of these documents? Right. And then it's, we also include the postage in your box as well. So then Amen. you can just, Yay. yep. So then you can just <laughs> fold up these documents, put it in the right folder, send it to the address and move on to step two. And then okay. move on to step three. And we do recommend like getting a couple certificates of your marriage certificate, just in case you don't want to wait until it comes back in the mail to send out the next one. But um, they have to be certified copies. If you're going to do that, you can't just, you know, make a printer copy of it. So, okay. I was wondering about that because they're not yep. cheap sometimes. Yeah. Yep. There are. I mean, and that's a con to, I uh, forgot to mention earlier of, you know, just the cost of changing your name. And if, you, again, if you really want to do it, like you're just going to, you're going to go through the process, right? Um mm-hmm. But, but yeah, there are some fees associated with um, passport and, and driver's license and who knows what other accounts you have. <laughs> so, well, let's talk about that. That's like yeah. kind of our last thing here is like, let's say we can't afford to make the investment in your kit, even though it sounds absolutely delightful and like it would save my world and the gray hairs in my head. But if someone was like, you know what, I'm going to tackle this on my own. We're trying to buy a house. I want to save as much money as I can. How is, how can they like... I guess they just jump in the deep end and are the costs really that different? Would you say on the, on the back end? So no. And I, and I saw your question on this too. I was trying to figure out some, some budget tips for this. And I will say, honestly, not, and not to push newly name, there's a, you know, there's a $39 option and an $89 option. And you have to think about like, what is your time worth? Right. I mean, yeah. to take off, to take off work and to do all this, but I, I was trying to think of, of any way. Um, and the biggest tip we have is um, a lot of people don't know if your passport was issued less than 12 months ago, it's free to get a new passport. And some people just apply for a new one and they end up paying, you know, the $130, but that would be a tip there. I guess the other, you know, the other tips would be um, we've got some information on our website and like blog posts and stuff of like steps, how to change your name. If you read through them too, and, you know, take the time to, you know, sort of look at that stuff, you've got to go to the you know, different websites and collect the forms on your own then. But yeah, there's, you know, there's a walkthrough. We've got a walkthrough of, you know, if if you're a DIY bride or if you're just trying to, you know, trying to save some money right now that you could definitely, definitely do this yourself if you wanted to. You just need to, just need to take the time. Of everything in the wedding process, that's so manageable. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like that's something even to add to your registry. Like if you want someone to to get this kit for you, I think that's a great thing to have someone else if everyone's like what do you want i want you to pay for my name change process with newly named thank you so much <laughs> so yes newly you can named. add it to your registry and all the universal <laughs> i think all the universal oh. registries i believe you can mm-hmm. add it to and a lot of lot of brides do that just hoping um that it'll be gifted to them oh my that's god that's a great gift and even like we're already starting to get like checks thank you everyone from everyone who can't come to the wedding but we've caught in a couple that have my name with my fiance's last name and i can't cash that oh yeah Mm -hmm. so like it's like help oh it's a problem like thank you for the money but i can't do anything with it 
Yeah, it's funny how people assume that, right? Like they know what you're changing your name to. That happened to us as well. And I just was like, okay, separate pile, separate pile. I'm not sure how, you know, we're going to cash these, right? Yeah. Oh my God, uh, I didn't even think about that. All right, if you're giving gifts to any weddings, put folks' maiden name until you know. Or mm-hmm. give them cold, hard cash. We love you. And also make sure that you know that they're changing their name, right? Yeah. Yes. Because we, I mean, we hear from so many um, customers too that have bought and used it themselves. They're like, I give this for every bridal shower and everyone's so excited about it. It's the coolest gift at the shower. Um, and in the back of my mind, I'm just thinking, that's awesome. And then I'm like, well, they must know these, you know, these people, people really, really well, right? Well. To know, like, <laughs> yes, to know you're going to change your name after your wedding. But I mean, it's wow. awesome. And they could always pay it forward too, right? If, you know, if you weren't, you could use it as, you know, a gift to, you know, to someone else. But it's really cool to see how many people are re-gifting it. This is awesome. Lynette, do you have any other questions? I don't. You were very helpful. And now I have a lot to think about. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I didn't, mean to, I didn't mean to overwhelm you in the beginning there. But, um, huh. but yeah, it is. it was interesting when I saw that you were from New Jersey, how that just ended up being one of the states that had a, you know, couple nuances or especially the middle name nuance if you if you had planned to to change that but we have an awesome customer support um that answers all of your questions too so these things pop up all the time all day long just there every name change is completely different um and yeah and you respond quicker than a costa rica Yes. Yes. Amen. (laughs) Jersey might be tricky on the name change side, but I do know for 2023, anyone getting married in Jersey, your marriage license is free. (gasps) That's very cool. Mm -hmm. Really? Yes. Thank you, Governor Murphy, on that one. All right. (laughs) Shout out. All right. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Betches Brides. Coley, where can people find you on social media and learn more about your company? Uh, Yeah. Newly named on Instagram. I guess you go to newlyname.com as our website. Okay. Uh, yeah, those are our two main places. And Lynette, if people want to follow along in Costa Rica virtually, how can they follow you? Uh, my Instagram is ldooley, D-O-O-L-E-Y, eight. It's going to be very fun. I highly recommend it. I was excited. That's boogie, baby. <laughs> well, follow the show at Betches Brides on Instagram. Be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. We'll have new episodes every single Monday, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Fallon Carter, and till death do us part. Betches.